Welcome to the Illinois Realtors Podcast. I'm John Broadbooks with Illinois Realtors, and joining us today is Mike Scobie, Director of Local Advocacy for Illinois Realtors. Mike has been with Illinois Realtors for more than two decades. In fact, I think he's one of the first local government affairs directors this association has ever had. Uh, how many years has it been, Mike? Uh, it's been 30 years. 30 years. So three decades of experience here, and he's going to be updating us today on the recently passed and now enacted Just Housing Amendment in Cook County. He's also going to update us on a lawsuit that Illinois Realtors is actively following, which seeks to protect and promote private property rights in one of our Chicago suburbs. So, Mike, let's talk about the Just Housing Ordinance, because this will be in effect. Uh, well, it's already in effect now. We're into February. And our members really need to know about this. In, in a nutshell, what is the Just Housing Ordinance? Well, John, the Just Housing Ordinance was passed by the Cook County Board, and it applies in all of Cook County. Uh, it was a, an amendment to Cook County's Human Rights and Fair Housing uh, Ordinance. Um, that ordinance has been on the books since, uh, I believe, the early 90s. And over the years, there have been various protections added to it. And so this, this is the latest addition uh, regarding the protection. And it deals with a rental applicant's criminal history. Uh, the genesis for this really comes from the whole uh, criminal justice um, reform movement. And you, you may remember from a few years back that the feds dealt with this issue. And the key focus um, in all of this is making sure that persons with a criminal history, uh, to some extent, are not discriminated against. Feds were concerned with making sure that denying somebody um, based on their criminal history wasn't being used as a kind of smokescreen for racial discrimination. So this was, a, uh, the feds called this a disparate impact. This particular, this Cook County ordinance goes a few steps further. Uh, it provides some new guidelines and new steps uh, that housing providers have to do in order to deal with persons with a criminal history and sort of deal with them differently, providing a certain level of protection under fair housing to those rental applicants. So you mentioned there are several key things that the property owner will need to know. What are some of these? Well, one of the big changes has to do with how you actually do a criminal background check. Uh, so with the screening under, under the rules, the screening now has to be done in two steps. So this is with all applicants, all rental applicants. Before you can do a background check, in all with, it used to be with a background check that all of their information, their financial information, and their criminal history information, it was all together. Now, these rules require that the steps be bifurcated, uh, that you segregate out criminal history. So the first step that you're taking when screening rental applicants has to do with pre-qualifying the applicants based on their ability to pay. So a housing provider, property manager can review things like income, credit scores, uh, their employment history. You can look at, still continue to look at things like landlord references and, and you know, basically their, their tenant history. You can look at that all in the first step. So once you review all of those things and, and you find out that they're qualified based on those usual financial factors, um, you can then go on to the second step. You can do a review of their criminal history. So the new law, and this is a big change here, is that you can't look at a person's criminal convictions 
that are older than three years. Uh, this was something that there was considerable discussion on this point at the county board on this particular provision. And that's just very important to note that uh, you really cannot be inquiring about any criminal conviction uh, in a person's history that's older than three years. So are there any exclusions or are there any ways you can say this person has a criminal background, but I don't have to rent to them? Yes. Um, any registrant under the Sex Offender Registration Act, that is a clear exclusion. So you can deny housing on that basis. Also, anybody with a, uh, a residency restriction as a child sex offender, with that type of um, restriction, you can also deny them uh, a housing. And it does not matter uh, whether when that conviction took place, whether it's three years or, or longer than that. Uh, those are clear exclusions that are in the ordinance. If a housing provider finds that somebody has a criminal history and uh, setting those two exclusions you just outlined aside, what is the responsibility of a property owner then? So if a criminal conviction that is three years older or less uh, is found in their criminal history, the housing provider has to do what's called an individualized assessment. And with this, the whole point is trying to determine whether this person, this applicant, would be what is called a demonstrable risk. That term demonstrable risk, it's actually in the ordinance and it's in the rules. So what the housing provider or property manager has to do is look at the certain factors there and determine if they are going to be a, dis a demonstrable risk, you know, living on the property. So they can look at things like the severity of the crime, as well as any evidence or nature of, of rehabilitation. So they can also look at things like references from an employer uh, or maybe even talk to the past landlord about whether they would be a demonstrable risk, something in their past. So anything that, you know, would show that the person has kind of reformed or made good in their life and they put their criminal history behind them, some sort of rehabilitation is something that would have to be reviewed. Now, if the housing provider does determine that this person is, would still be a demonstrable risk, they can deny them uh, the housing. So then the, the next step that's in this whole process, once that individualized assessment is done, is the applicant has a, kind of a new right under this ordinance and under the rules. And it, it's called uh, an opportunity to dispute. So with this, the applicant has a certain period of time to produce evidence to you know, kind of show that what was found in a criminal background report as long as it's within the three-year time frame, is either not relevant uh, or it's inaccurate. Quite often um, in some of these uh, criminal background reports, there are inaccuracies. So this is an opportunity, and in this opportunity to dispute, they can say, hey, that, that's just factually wrong, and here's the evidence um, or the proof or to prove that otherwise it is factually incorrect. So this new opportunity to dispute is, is a new feature uh, in the ordinance as it relates to fair housing. Property owners are often very sensitive about how much time they have to keep a unit vacant. And I mean, after all, they are in business. So I guess the question is, how long does somebody who is a property owner have to keep a unit open as they work through the dispute process? A little bit of background. There was a language originally put into the rules that said that the unit had to be held open during this uh, dispute process. 
So it basically had to be held off of uh, the market while the process was going on. This was something that uh, we, the Illinois Realtors, uh, lobbied strongly against. And a majority of the uh, commissioners on the county county board said, yeah, this is probably not good policy. And you're kind of getting into the whole area of takings with that kind of provision. So they did eventually remove that, that kind of whole provision. So while the opportunity to dispute is going on, uh, a housing provider property manager can be uh, reviewing and potentially even provide housing uh, to another pre-qualified applicant. We've been talking with Mike Scobie, and Mike has worked with the association's legal team to come up with a members-only Q&A. And this has a lot of details and probably answers a lot of the questions many of our listeners might have about this new set of rules. I should also mention here, Mike, I believe the county has come out with some guidance on this as well, which they put on their website. Yes, that's right. They just recently put it out on their website. I think it's well worth reviewing because, you know, I talked about the various procedures and steps and the time frames. There's quite a bit in the rules that property owners and property managers really need to familiarize themselves with, with these time frames because they're very important in, in the overall with the new set of guidelines in regards to reviewing people with criminal history. There are two other things that I just wanted to quickly mention. Um, in this new law, every rental applicant must be given, and this is at the time of application, so at the very front end, you have to provide to them your tenant selection criteria. So this is basically how you evaluate tenants, and you need to provide that to every rental applicant. Another thing that the applicants must be given is a brief notice of their rights under these new set of guidelines uh, under Just Housing. Um, so these are new features that, uh, that you really need to be aware of. I would guess that most, if not all, property owners have some sort of a process they go through to screen applicants, and uh, many of them probably use a third party. How will their relationship with the third party change now that they're having to sort of take into account all of these new regulations? Yeah, uh, typically property owners do use a credit agency or a credit bureau that actually does the screening service for them. So I think it's important that they just check to make sure that the uh, bifurcated or two-step process that I described earlier uh, is part of their screening information that they provide back to uh, the housing provider or to the realtor. We have been talking with Mike Scobie, the Director for Local Advocacy for Illinois Realtors. Mike has been discussing the Just Housing Amendment, which affects property owners in Cook County. 